Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good day today. Uh, down day in the markets today. We had an ugly day on Friday after a very good open on a pretty decent jobs number. It was kind of a Goldilocks report. And then the second half was straight down, uh, 1% losses across the board. Good open again today. And then boom, repeat image, just basically of yes of, of what we saw on Friday. Uh, Dow Jones, every, every index finishing down at least half percent. Dow Jones down half percent. S&P 500 down four-tenths of one percent. Uh, Rust 2000 down nine-tenths of one percent. And finally, NASDAQ down seven-tenths of one percent. Once again, though, to the downside led semiconductors down one percent of the day. Folks, until the semiconductors turn and begin to lead higher, this market's not going to bottom. That's just the way it is as we see it here. And unfortunately, the internals are not cooperating either. Uh, we've got September, of course, is historically one of the worst months of the year. But it's a little misleading. Over the last two decades, it is. Midterm years, not so much. Going back to 1950, it's uh, certainly the month that markets tend to bottom. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll look at the, at the market, a little bit of a glass is half full uh, image today. But I got to tell you, the, it didn't help today that the 10-year yield on the back of, again, more strong economic data. There is no recession in the U.S., folks. There is no recession in the U.S. The 10-year today up, back up to a yield of 3.34%. That's a, that's a big move higher in a short period of time. And it took the VIX with it a bit today, up about 3.5% to 26.91. And that's really what's happening here. Growth stocks continue to get hit as yields continue to move higher. But there is a flip side to this coin. The flip side is we are extreme oversold on our VRA momentum oscillators on a short-term basis. Meaning, we've now reached the same level of oversold on the short-term indicators that we had back in the June lows. Now, we're not there on our, on our medium to long-term uh, indicators, but we are on the short-term, which tells us this market should be ready to rally from here, even for just a short period of time. Of course, there's a lot of fear about what's happening in, in, uh, in Europe. That's one of the reasons that the market sold off on Friday. Fears that Russia would cut off European gas to Europe, which they did. Uh, and then again, that, that's taking, it's really taking a mental toll, because I think everyone's realizing, well, how are we getting out of this? You know, you have major protests that are uh, that are taking place now all throughout Europe, and they're only going to build from here. Many, many stories about this today. Stories that are, uh, by the way, uh, even the mainstream media can't cover this up because of the size of the protest. But you're looking at they're they're saying that they are anti-inflation, anti-high gas protest until you actually read the reports and talk to people on the streets and see the videos, folks. These are anti-Ukraine protests. These are pro-Russia, uh, uh, pro-Russia protests more and more because everyone realizes what's really going on here. This is a money laundering operation. Ukraine has very few allies outside of the deep state military industrial complex. But the people, right, the people on the street, they see what's up and they, do, they realize they're getting nothing out of this while we send $100 billion to Ukraine but we have to pay the price with higher utility bills, higher food costs. Again, just raping the, the, the American and the European families. Uh, this is ugly. This is an ugly picture. There's no two bones about it. All it would take, though, is just word of, of peace talks to break out. right? Peace talks in this market rocks and roll higher. And I have to say, and I've been saying this now for a couple, three days, 
I don't know that I've, I can remember seeing more people this pessimistic than we see now. Now, I've seen higher fear gauges, like the VIX has certainly been higher, right? The, 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 the sentiment surveys have, been, have shown more fear, talking about the fear and greed index, AII, the DSI, Daily Sentiment Index. We've all seen them register higher levels of fear. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every investment analyst. Investors just want very little to do with this market. If they have positions, they have small positions. They've been shaken out of this market. And my point being, this is not when big declines take place. This is just not. When market crashes take place, doesn't mean it can't happen, but typically it's not when this happens. Going back one point to the U.S. economy, again, the concern for so many was that we were already going into a recession. Of course, we had back-to-back quarters with negative GDP growth. That's not the official definition uh, that we we fully expect those quarters to be revised higher uh, and uh, in, in, the, in the near term. But today, for example, the ISM services sector, the ISM uh, PMI, Purchaser Manager Index, came back with a reading of 56.9 for August, first estimate of 55.5. Folks, that's a four-month high. So we're seeing, again, continued strength in employment. Again, we saw that on Friday. And that's really what's taking place with rates going higher. The fear is that the Fed's going to have to do more uh, for longer uh, to, uh, to choke off economic growth. There's still so much stimulus floating through this economy. Frankly, it wouldn't surprise me. Although, I will repeat, still believe the highs are in on rates. And then next year, we'll see much, much lower rates and then rate cuts as we go into 2024. Global economy is just too weak. Global economy, certainly Europe as it heads into a recession. Uh, let's take a look at the internals today. Not a pretty picture, but it could have been worse. Uh, two, we're going to make it simple math today. Uh, uh, both advanced decline and up-down volume for both NYC and NASDAQ came in at 2 to 1 negative, 2 to 1 negative across the board. More concerning, however, is here we go again. New 52-week highs to lows. We had today a combined 52 stocks hitting a new 52-week high to 618 hitting a new 52-week low. This is not how bottoms take place. Remember, we want to see the semiconductors turn. We want to see them lead higher. And we want to see the internals begin to improve. That is not happening yet. However, we have held barely, but we held 3,900 uh, as for support on the SPO 100. A lot of people have stops there on the closing basis. Close today at 3,908. Perilously close to that level. If we, if we break that support, you can expect to move lower uh, probably in the neighborhood of 500 to 1,000 points on the Dow Jones in fairly short order. But again, we're so oversold. So oversold. This market just needs a little bit of good news. We certainly get it from the economy. We certainly got it from earnings last quarter. And uh, right now, we've just got a very negative global geopolitical sentiment that's out there uh, because we have no confidence in our leaders. I mean, that's where this is coming from. And that's why there's people concerned uh, because it feels very intentional, doesn't it? It all feels very, very intentional, and that's not a good place to be. Uh, in our uh, sector watch today, we had, what was this, the refresh to make sure I get it right. Okay, we had uh, seven sectors finished lower, four finished higher, led to the downside by communication services down 1.2%, energy down 1%, tech down 7 tenths to 1%, to the upside, real estate up a healthy 1%, utilities up a quarter percent, again, right, right near all-time highs, 
and industrials up a fraction of a percent. And our commodity watch today, start with uh, gold here. Here we go. Gold down $10 an ounce. I will say, and, and Helene Meisler pointed this out over the weekend in her great chart fest that she does every Saturday morning. Uh, gold put in a island reversal last Thursday. Now, that's a bullish island reversal. It had a bearish island reversal back in March, and it turned out to be a, a pretty good forecast for what was to come as gold fell from high, the all-time highs back down to current level now of 1711 an ounce. But still, an island reversal took place on Thursday. We we're watching that carefully. We remind everybody where we are right now in September and October are the most seasonally bullish periods of the year for gold and silver. Frankly, this period through February is a very dynamically bullish time frame for gold, silver, and the miners, and still expecting a major move higher. This group has every reason to go higher. The reason it doesn't, unfortunately, is a very depressing one. It's called price suppression schemes by our major money center banks. Of course, the Federal Reserve leading that charge. If you, want to re if you want a little more research on this to look into yourself, I encourage you to go check out our friends at GATA.org. That's G-A-T-A.org. They've been leading this charge for more than three decades, and uh, they've proven in court, proven in court on multiple occasions, that precious metals are being widely manipulated. They're being done so by the likes of J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, and, of course, our, our, our Federal Reserve. And, and and really nothing happens because these are you know when when, when the all powerful dictate the rules the courts seem to no longer matter again very much a fascist fascist statement I just made there unfortunate but very true gold again down ten dollars an ounce today at seventeen twelve silver uh, flat on the day at seventeen eighty eight an ounce copper also flat on the day at three forty five a pound and finally crude oil flat on the day across the board right at eighty six seventy eight. If oil pulls back, West Texas Intermediate, it pulls back from, we'll call it 87 right now. If it pulls back to the 84, 85 range, we'll be very interested in oil, but especially in the energy stocks. We're looking to re-enter that group. They're our favorite ETFs, and we still like individual oil and gas stocks very much here. This is a super, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long-term super trend, folks. Uh, it's going to be a trend that takes this group higher. So we think for three, four, five years to come, that's pretty much all commodities. Again, inflation is a story there. Uh, Dollar-denominated dollar based inflation. Uh, what else today? Let's wrap up with, uh, how about with uh, Bitcoin today? Bitcoin got hit pretty good today, actually. Now down in 897 a Bitcoin at 18,848. There's still, there's still support in the 17,000 plus range, but below that, we're looking down to... Uh, it's about 12000 in Bitcoin. Frankly, I think that's probably where it's headed. We need to see a real washout in Bitcoin before we see a bottom here, folks. I'm afraid that's where we're going. The, the, the story now seems to be Ether. Ethereum seems to be what everybody's talking about. We'll talk about that on another day. Folks, always appreciate you joining us. Hope you have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.